Trusting with Kerry Jones. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week's guest needs no introduction, really, for he was one of the biggest names in the sport. He called in to visit me this week, but he doesn't actually live too far away, no. And he has just moved to Wales. In his words, it's back to the future, as he spent a lot of his childhood here. He talks of his recent award for the American Fly Fishing Hall of Fame. Fantastic achievement. And he is recognised as one of the country's leading watercolour artists. And this year, he has a personal goal of getting into oil painting. Thus, he talks of his continued passion for fishing for schools. We go back a long time, as we used to do features and articles together for Troll Fisherman, back around 25 years ago. I also had him on as a guest on one of my early podcasts, when I visited him then in his home in Dorset. Welcome to my chat once more with Charles Jardine. Well, it was good to meet you again, Charles. It's been uh, a, probably about a year and a half, I think, when I came down to your place last. Oh, it's longer than that. Two years, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what I've come to now. Yeah. You've actually come over to God's country now. A wet mm. God's country today. It's kind of damp, and it's created its own problems. But, yeah, here I am. You know, with Dyson, with Dyson and my fiance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you got a new on. place. How long have you been there? Not knew long. everything. Knew everything. I've been there four days. Four days. I, uh, I've moved around, Kerry. I mean, I, I've never had to be anywhere particularly. Um, yeah. As long as I have to, I have to go up to London um, because the foundation central office is there. But um, I don't really have to be anywhere. I mean. You know that song, Home is Where Your Hat Is? I mean, it, it's very much like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and Karen's roots are here. She was born in Cardiff and, and she has made a life around Newport. And I hadn't really made my life around Yeovil, not really. And so it made perfect sense to come here because it's the start of really everything for me. I mean, I some of my earliest recollections here well not necessarily in the valleys but but certainly over over a little bit further over on the ask and so it it made absolute sense when i came down to you last annabelle was with you was she living with you then or? no 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 no, oh. no she's a surf child i mean she she lives for the wave um she's down in devon and on the devon cornwall border she's down in Portsmouth, just outside. So, she, yeah, she's. Uh, Have you any plans for fishing? I guess in Wales now, there's oh going to be some yeah. new waters. You're going to be absolutely. It's like a new playground. It's like, it's like going back to the future, really. I mean, you know, I, I as you know, I grew up fishing the Ask, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go off piste a bit because somebody was fairly unkind uh, on Facebook, but then this person particularly is. Um, and said, oh, you, you said derogatory things about the Welsh. Well, I never have and never would because that's part of my soul. I mean, I, the, my earliest recollections were people from this valley fishing the usk 
and tying flies in their fingers. Mm. And, you know, th- those fingers, Carrie, were, were stained with the coal face that's just dotted around where we're speaking now. And, you know, I, I've revered not only the anglers of this, this area, but the fish that, that, that populate this area. You know, for me, it's a, it's a rekindling of a love affair. Yeah. It really is. Like the valleys itself, you know, the Aske is a grand, beautiful uh, river. But when you look at short distance away, the valleys, where, where you, the sort of thing, the coal mine, and exactly as you described now, the landscape is totally different. But actually, the trout fishing is probably as good or better than the Ask for trout fishing. It's incredible, the tough. Well, I, I was very, very fortunate. Last year, I got to do a, a photo shoot with the lovely Terry Bromwell. And, yeah. you know, we, we he showed me and gave me, a open the door a little bit, a little bit ajar on the taff, and I, I had no idea. And there's this ribbon of silver joy going through this industrial backdop. And yeah. it, 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 you know, it blew me away because I couldn't believe you had this juxtaposition of, of you know, conurbation and industry over here and, and, Fishing, I mean, the fact that we didn't catch very much, I think he caught a grayling. It didn't matter. It actually didn't matter. And there he is taking these wonderful photographs of the bird life and so forth. He's an incredible photographer. He he is a very good natural history photographer, and I think he's a lot better than he even thinks he is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a fisherman. He's one of the best in the country. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, but I was going to come to this, that... This countryside has sculpted some of the fan- most fantastic anglers that we've ever come across. You know, mm. I grew up in the in the in the legend of of um, of Sweet and all these others. You know, and to watch Sweet cast was a thing of joy. I mean, well, beyond joy, beauty. I mean, and Sweet's um, tackle shop—that's moved. But I mean, Gene's still there, I think. Oh, you um, didn't know. It's, everything was is closed now. Everything. No! Yeah, it, oh. everything in the shop went to auction. No! Last month. Are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? Even the shop sign. Oh. I don't know if you know uh, Will Millard. He's, I've uh, heard of Will Millard. Yeah, yeah, he put a post up and he, I'm not sure if he went to the auction or he put a bid in for this, this certain sign of the shop, yeah. which was like, it looks like basic, you know, like yeah. hand painted. Yeah. Wouldn't think he'd fetch much, but he wanted to pull a few hundred quid in it. He yeah. went for thousands. Really? Yeah. But I think that's what the tradition means. I mean, you you, you had um, this this tradition of Granham, and you had this tradition of March Brown, and yeah. you had this, and you had that. So, you know, far from feeling that I'm not a native, and I, I'm not. I mean, obviously, I'm not. But it is sort of coming home, really. Was it Molly Sweet, the woman, or was somebody else? Yeah, there was Molly Sweet, but um, it was Jean. Jean, that's um, it. That had the shop after. I think. The, I think she was the daughter. I'm not right. I think. It'd be so. nice to chat with her, actually. Yeah, just it, it would. I mean, and you know, going, going in that shop. Did you ever go in there? No, never oh, went. It, you know, I thought I lived in chaos, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly. I mean, but she knew where everything was. I mean, if you went in there and asked for something about 40 years ago, you'd yeah. probably find it. I wish I did go. You know, you, well, you've missed an opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that because yeah. it is a, a 
moment of my life gone. Um, It'd no been a question. photo opportunity. I like stuff like that, you know, where the room is like full chaos, like you said, really, yeah. but organised chaos. Well, it was terribly organised. I mean, she knew exactly where things were. Yeah. No, she was great. I noticed as well, I had a quick squint at your Facebook page. Uh-oh. And one of your last posts, because we're only just into the new year, yeah. New Year's resolutions, and you said one of them was to embrace a new country. Yeah, well, that's here. That's what you meant by that's it, I guess. That's yeah. exactly what I meant. And, right. You know, th- there is no going back. Once you've made decisions, and I've got to that point in my life where you, you go, right, okay, that's it. And it it is. I mean, I found the girl, you know, I want to be with, and the family are all grown up pretty much. I'm grandfather. And so... You know, it's time for new adventures. I haven't got many of them left, Kerry. So <laughs> I, you don't know, do you? I better get cracking. And then the other thing as well, I noticed. I said you said uh, number two was you get your website up and running. What's the story with that? Well, I, I'm rubbish at websites. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always the case, isn't it? Well, it's something which you need. But I'll do that. It's at the bottom of the list. Well, I've got this lovely lady up in Shropshire and she said she'll do it. And I, I, I drive her to distraction. Um, and I said, well, yeah, I know I get you this. And she wants this list of stuff. And it always sort of kind of gets up to the finish line and, and drops dead. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm determined that this, this time it gets over the finish line. I'll help you if you need, because that's the last two weeks. That's all I've done. I've sat it's, in front of a screen yeah, doing it, well, she's, photography. Yeah, she's really good at it, but my goodness me. Hang on. I've got a Labrador. I've got suddenly <laughs> found a Labrador nose. I thought it was you lap. tapping my knee. No, <laughs> no, no. The other thing I noticed, um, you said uh, you want to paint more. Oh, I've got to. Well, actually, i got a living room I need doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Are you I, any good at emotion? Yeah, no, absolutely rubbish <laughs> at it. I mean, no, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm pretty hopeless. Um, but no, I, I've um, Karen very kindly got me lessons because I've always used watercolor, and yeah. watercolor is a is an awkward, awkward creature. Um, you have to work fast-ish unless you use dry dry brush, which means you can take a bit more time. But it's about spontaneity, and you know, I I I. I done all that and I, I enjoy doing it i'm not the genius at it i'm adequate but it, i want to embrace oils um because you know i just <laughs> can be a proper artist unless you do so i'm in awe of dave miller i mean he's, he's just incredible but um i want to have a go at it and she very kindly karen's very kindly got me a series of courses with a local oil painter i liked her stuff and um so I'm going to take some lessons. Wow. See how that goes. Well, it's a totally different... It's a bit like you taking photographs and then somebody some suddenly taking away your camera and putting a brush in. That's the difference yeah. between a camera and a, and a paintbrush and, for me, a watercolour brush and an oil brush. Yeah, yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. Everything is, is altered. Everything mixing colors as well, and mixing colors, the the the, the color changes, the, the the qualities, the properties, um, even the textures. Yeah. Because I'm used to fluidity, and yeah. here you've got resistance. It you seems know? to be with me. Um, like watercolors is a more delicate. It's almost more romance to watercolors, whereas oil 
is a little bit more bolder? It, it Yes and no. With watercolour, when you apply a wash, and that's what we call it, you, you start to build up layers, okay? And you, you can actually drop in colour to make something very vibrant, very strong. I mean, you, you can make watercolour very bold. I mean, if you look at some of the Japanese work and some of the Chinese work, where they really are strident with their watercolours, they're Is very that? bold, yeah. And, you know, they'll take a cerise or a, you know, a really bold colour and just drop it in there and watch it explode. But if you, um, if you, you can't do the same thing with oils. Oils is a bit more of a process, I think. Um, it's hard to to create that spontaneity. But uh, we'll see. I mean, crikey, that's. How are you going to fit it all in? Don't know. Because <laughs> this is what I'm going to come to next as well. I was going to ask you, how don't was know. your season? So, reg- as regards to fishing, you had a good season. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. When you, um, found, when you find water, I suppose. When I found water, um, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, I did a lot of different things. I fished a lot of reservoirs, and I know that actually we were sharing the same reservoir, but we didn't know it. Yeah. Um, we were at Wimbledon. I did rather well that day, actually. You did, yeah. 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 Right but by I, the dam, by the aerators. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We were bad people. Yeah, I was with a guy, Simon Peters. Okay. And uh, we were up, what's the arm called? Are they up to arm, is up it? Up to arm, yeah. 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 Looking for browns and... It was a tough old day. We had one or two. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Deep, deep down. Uh, and follows. But, um, and then we were travelling around then, and I didn't realise they had aerators there, because I hadn't been there for a long time. Yeah. And then I said, oh, we'll give it a try. And then we were fishing, and then he, he turned his back, and he said, I'm sure that's Charles Jardine there. <laughs> and I didn't realise you were, was it, you know, yeah. 50 yards away. Yeah. I was with Trevor, who's the guru. And you were just catching and catching and catching oh, yeah. and catching. Oh, yeah. and then, amazing, uh, amazing what a die three and a snake will do, isn't it? <laughs> it was a snake, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 You don't see any watercolours with snakes, though, do you? You haven't done any? <laughs> you will do shortly. But no, I, I mean, I've enjoyed the Froom too. I mean, I was fishing the Froom a lot last year and I think we went down there with Annabelle to do some you photographs did. last time. You had a grill in then? Yeah. Um, but we had a lot of trout, and it, it, you know, that is the river of my soul. I mean, I, I talked about the Usk, but you know, if I could only fish ever one river all my life, I think it would be the Froom. I, I just rather like it. It's a lot different to the Usk, isn't it? Oh, it's totally different. I mean, it's totally different to any river. Yeah, it's small. Fish will come up and take a dry fly readily. Um, it's very visual, it's, isn't it? And it's, it's meandering. And it's yeah, it. it but it's got this timeless quality about it because, you know, you could march straight out of a, a, a Thomas Hardy novel yeah. and walk across that water meadow and think, crikey, you know, it, it's almost, yeah, it's like Brigadoon only with a fly rod. It reminded me when I was there with you of a place I, I didn't fish, but I stayed at a friend's house and it was in Salisbury. So what river would that have been? Well, Salisbury is known for five rivers. So you've got a oh. choice of them. So but it was the, very similar, small. You've got the Nadder, you've got the Wiley, um, you've got a Bourne there, um, you've got an Ebel, and you've got the Nadder. Um, yeah, that's it. But it, I I'm don't probably know missing was. one. Yeah, but it was very, like I said, it was meadows, tall grasses, and it is it is an evening time. You know, almost yeah, if, like it, a if film it was scene. going, if it was Salisbury and going through actually Salisbury, it'd probably be one of the um, strands of the Avon. Yeah. Because they ribbon through the the, the the water meadows there. Yeah. 
Going um, on to, you were saying you had a, a good season, but you had a, a busy seasons year. All seasons good seasons, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, it is, when you really think about it. You can't have a bad one, can no. you? No, I mean, I uh, I fished mullet for the first time, got absolutely enamoured with mullet. I mean, that's just so much fun. And, yeah, there's, there's so many different well, aspects. It is, and if you're going with the right people, it isn't. Um, they've nailed it. I mean, people like Colin McLeod and um, Paul Jennings, they've really got it dialed yeah. in. They yeah. really have. It's something... I, I've had one or two. Biggest one I've had was five pound from the River Ogmore. That's good. It is, yeah. On a tiny little azure, size yeah. fourteen. But um it's a bit like salmon to me. I mean you can spend so much time on them and then you know, it's it's like a waste my, of time. My thoughts on salmon have not moved. They've not changed. Life's too short for fish for them. Silver vermin, dear boy, silver vermin. <laughs> Uh, there's two things that are going to come on as well because um, you've had a busy year apart from your fishing and you also did your sixth London Marathon. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> did you actually finish it? Yes, I jolly well did. Nearly swore then. Um, yeah, it was tough. Um, I was going really well up to mile twen- between 20 and 21. I was going really, really well. I was going to do probably my best time. Wow. And and then my glucose stroke blood sugar dropped to three, um, which is not good. Um, uh, medically, it's not good at all. And collapsed, um, to cut a long story very short. Wow. And had to be revived with chocolate digestive biscuits and Cadbury's twirls. So um, you've done it again about and a, I was a mile later. <laughs> I was force-fed um, the these things <laughs> and, <laughs> and I actually had the audacity to say that's lovely can I have a cup of tea now and they said they did actually the lovely St John's ambulance brought me a cup of tea wow but I was there for about an hour and three quarters recovering and um, then they said right we've got a bus for you coming <laughs> and uh, I said um, where's it going to take me to and they said back to the the end and I said Finishingly. I think I think you've misread me. Um, Can you keep me here? And they said, no, we can't keep you here. I said, right, thank you very much. You've been fantastic. I'll see you in a little while. Got back on that course and finished it. So how many miles were left then? Uh, About six. Wow, you're saying that as if, oh, it was only about six. Yeah, it was. It was only about six. Do you still do it? I'm never going to do another marathon. Uh. It's too much. You know, I'm a couple of weeks, that's weird talking now I'm about three weeks off my 70th birthday and I'm not going to do another but <laughs> they do one in Cardiff the Cardiff half marathon they can they can do it anywhere <laughs> they like there's one in Newport I'm not doing it um but I, I am going to do a trail run um I'm going to do one in Colorado again for fishing for schools I see any man is the only reason I do this madness and um I'm going to do that, and um, it's a trail run at altitude. So it's in Colorado. It's going to be, I've told Karen it's seven miles. Actually, it's 13, but... You haven't, right. She won't be listening to this, is that right? No, she won't <laughs> listen to this. But 
you get to fish along the route is called the Fisherthon. Oh. It's either the Fisherthon or the Flyerthon. But whatever it is, I'm doing it in July and it's going to be a hoot. Wow. Yeah. You'll have to do some practice along Talibond. I'll do some practice along Talibond, but I think probably going up some of the, the beacons is probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Have you spent much time on the lakes and the rivers no, in I Wales? Had, uh, not, not enough. I mean, I, I went up to Talibon and I, I started my season there last year, and I just it was windy, it was rainy. And tell me something I don't know, um, <laughs> but I just, Kerry, I didn't come to terms with it. I didn't understand it. I need to go up there with you. I think, and you know, you'll say, what on earth? Do you think you're... Do- I mean, I started where... The, you know where those... I don't know whether the rivers come in or they go out, but there's a sort of ribbon of... It's almost like a little delta. Yes. Um, the top end. And that looked really inviting, and I fished it really hard, nothing. Yeah. It, but, it, it's And I'm very shallow. I kept getting caught up on weed and stuff. And Yeah, the channel's there. You've got to watch. If it's, if it's cleared, you can see it. But if it's bit coloured, you literally... Could be a foot away from a eight foot channel. Yeah, I know. I've realised that. You know, you could actually see by the topography. But I, 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 I just didn't understand it. Yeah. And I need, to, you know, that's another unfinished business. You see, as soon as you open up that yeah. little, you know, kernel that that onion, that onion of fly fishing life, you go, oh look, there's another layer. Yeah, there is, is something always, and it's good to have new goals and challenges, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, you've got to have them. The Taliban to me had always fished it for years, one day a season, one right. of those places, yeah. And then during lockdown then, I bought a season. And you know what, it gripped me then. You get to know a lake, you go often. And it's, I am not a fish of a, I am not a two pound fish there yet. I've had a few pound and a half, a bit more. But you get to know without even leaving the house when it's worth going. It's right. very much, very much the last hour of light water. Or a dirty day. On a normal day, where's the time? If you've got a bit of sun, where's the time? Really? Yeah. They, don't, they keep the distance. And, and if you've got a big wind and it's dark, they come in, they, they're active. And the last hour of light, it, it can be awesome. I've had six, eight fish in the last hour. Really? And yeah. So it's it's totally different to any other water I fish. Small really. and black it's got to be, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, you will get, yeah, small traditional patterns like your black panel, uh, you know, Zulus and Hairsus and nymphs as well, jalbacks okay. is right. are good. But um, most of the boys I know who has decent fish, up to three pound even, some of them, Blimey. they fish in big black tadpoles. Are they really? Yeah. Oh. Which is, um, I've done it once or twice, but it's the, I think you get to a stage in life, you like to catch fish, by a certain method, not, right, if you want to catch a fish, you've got to do it this way, you know. Yeah. It's just enjoyable then for me, yeah. you know. Yeah. But something, a goal i got to do this year, which I saw and I've never seen, you might have seen it somewhere, uh, it was in April, if I remember right, and there was so many fish-hitting frogs. I don't mean... Really? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Haven't you? No. And I've taken photographs as well, and there were half-eaten frogs all the way down the shore. Really? Yeah, and I could see, you know, like fish hitting rainbow, uh, rainbows, hitting fry feeders in Rutland yeah. or whatever. You see the crashing. Yeah. 
It was exactly like that. And I thought it didn't fry until I realised the big frogs, you know, three-inch frogs, four-inch frogs. And uh, so I know there's big fish in there. It's just getting them to take is a thing. Well, we've got to start tying those frogs. Yeah. That's what we got to do. And there's <laughs> yeah. enough American patterns out there. I guess so, yeah. Why don't we try it? Yeah. April time, no. Yeah, well, I'll... It'd be I'll, nice to do it. I'll get frogs spinning and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Another thing, and one of the things I wanted to chat to you about, and we were going to have uh, a chat, another episode of podcast, a couple of months ago, actually, mm. because you had uh, a certain um, award. Yeah. And you had to go to America, the I Fly did. Fishing Hall of Fame. No. So what's the story with that then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said you got the wrong guy. Yeah, I did, pretty much. Um, That's something special, isn't it? It was extraordinary. I mean... It, How did you come about? I don't know. I mean, I actually don't know. You get voted by a board. I mean, it's it's exactly like the Oscars or indeed, I suppose, what they do with the Hall of Fame with rock and rollers. Um, apparently, I was chatting... It's, it's a bit lovey and name-droppy, darling. Um, but I was chatting to Jamie Daughtry, which is Roger's son, and um, he he said, well, what are you up to? I said, well, I'm just nipping across to New York to pick up this award. And he t- and his dad was there, and he was... He, he, he was he was know, in New York? No, 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 no. If he had, I would have asked him to play. Oh. <laughs> What's this, the fishery, is it? Uh, at Lake, yeah, at Lake Down. Yeah. And because um, I, I pop down there occasionally, because it's my old neck of the woods. But <laughs> apparently his, his dad is really jealous, apparently. <laughs> is he? It's, well, not jealous, but I mean, he said, "What blimey, what blimey!" You know. What did he say? Who are no, you? No, no, ooh, no, ooh, no, no, ooh, no, ooh. no, no. You don't even go there. <laughs> but um, no, he's, swing for you, would he? No, he wouldn't. But Roger is one of the most delightful people that you'll ever meet. I'd love to meet him. He well, we'll make it happen. I mean, he really is a joy, um, and witty committed does so much for uh children and cancer too does he yeah 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 i he, was a massive who fan um well he you know what i listened to some of his stuff um that he did on a recent tour and he still kept his voice now i was lucky enough in a i did a, a sort of my last tour of america um which sounds very grand but it wasn't in california and I'll, I'm not going to do any more speaking engagements there. I've done enough. I've done sort of five, six or so, uh, or not quite consecutive years, but almost. And I thought, you've had enough of me. I mean, there's a limit to how much you know you can do, really. But um, we got tickets to see McCartney um, at the SoFi Stadium. And the difference, there was McCartney and... I adored what he was doing and all the rest of it, but his voice had gone in, in, I mean, it's still good, but I mean, it had gone by his very high standards. Whereas Rogers kept his somehow yeah. and he, he really can still belt out a song. So it was intriguing. And he's, he's, has he had any involvement still with the fishery then? Yeah. Well, it's on his land. I mean, yeah. And his son's running it. But running it very well, actually. Yeah. And they've got a brewery there. So another reason to go. <laughs> another reason. To that go. sounds like a good podcast 
opportunity yeah. there and a yeah. brewery as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to America. Went to New York um, and got fated, and you know it was just a thrill. I mean, I, and I, but I, I, I honestly, Kerry, I don't know how it came. Up. I mean, I got a phone call to say it, it's not common knowledge, but you are have been asked. You know, it, I don't know if it's would you like. I don't think they p- quite put it like that, but they said we want to induct you into the uh, Hall of Fame, and I, I, I cried actually cried i mean to have that accolade yeah you know when you must be doing something right well i i don't know what i mean that's the honest truth i don't know what because you've got america which is not just one country it's it's a number of countries and to be known in that sort of width is extraordinary and they've got millions of fly fishers not just the odd thousand what names do you follow in the footsteps of now then? Oh, crikey. Or join? Well, there's Lefty Cray and there's Joan, lovely Joan Wolf, who I got to meet again after all these years, and she's still, still bright and nimble at 94, 96. Wow. I think right. I saw the photograph. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, and um, Ted Nima, the, the, oh gosh, it goes on, all the Catskill fly tyres. You've got um, Dave Whitlock. Um, Lefty Cray, Flip Pal, just it, it's a even George LeBranch. It, uh, it just goes on. They've even inducted Isaac Walton. He wasn't around, but they've inducted yeah. him. Um, Preston Jennings. Um, it just goes on, and it's the nearest I'll ever get to Robert Redford. They inducted. Was him. he on it? He's on it because of um, the river, river runs through, through it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. Oh, that must have been Hoagie so Carmichael. There's another one. Jazz, the jazz, um, the the jazz. I think he was a pianist, but um, his son, so, who I know. So, what was the award then? What was it? A, a plaque or something? Was yeah, it, was so it? you're. A, I'm a plaque on the wall. You know. Wow. I know. I'm there for all time. It's it's amazing. Do they do anything like that in the UK? No. <laughs> have to change no. that. Well, the, the, I remember there was, they have a show over there, Kerry, called Letterman. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. And it's a talk show and all the rest of it, and you get all these stars and showbiz personalities and what have you going on there. And they had Jimmy Page and, and Robert Plant on there, and they were about to be inducted in the Hall of Flame, in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or celebrated at the Kennedy Center or something. And, and you know, there was going to be a big, big hoo-ha about them. And... Letterman said the same thing. He said, "Is there anything like this in UK?" No. <laughs> did you? Did you? Were you on Letterman? No. Oh right. No, they were. I'm, oh right. I'm just yeah. a lowly fly fisher. <laughs> no. I have vouchers available to spend on my online shop, the sign prints, ghillie cattles, and other accessories, or for one of my guiding tuition packages. Plus, now taking bookings for my Corrib Farrox days for next season. So what do you do with yourself now then in regards for work? Is this, you're still doing the fishing for schools and that yeah. takes up most of your time, yeah? Yeah, still doing it um, because I want to do it because there's stuff there to do. Over the Christmas period, Carrie, and this is brutally serious, um, we, we've got a young ambassador that I brought in because they developed through fishing for schools and went on to college and they 
probably would never have got anything in their lives in terms of a certificate or a, a qualification. And sheer character and, and, I don't know, just determination got them to that point with a little bit of help of fishing for schools. And um, he went to college and um, had some problems with online bullying and so forth. And I, it, it was pretty unsavory. And it caused him to have quite a lot of issues with his mental health. I had the occasion to go down and I, I was involved in a book with mostly coarse fishers and, and I knew that this chap would enjoy this. So I signed it and wrapped it up and drove it down to Kent and met up with his mother and him and who's, you know, that she's going through, you know, what, what people don't understand is they say, oh, he's got, you know, he's got mental health issues or, or this, that and that. But the ramifications and, and, and the issues that are then reverberate around the family unit are colossal. So it's almost like that ripple effect where you drop this small pebble and it hits the first little ring and then it expands and expands and gets bigger and bigger. So it affects more and more people. And, and that is mental health. I mean, people don't even talk about that aspect, that you, you have this family unit and, you know, it affects everyone. Yeah. Because if you've got somebody crumbling in the middle, everyone yeah. else has to either react or bolster up the situation. And then what happens? And, and it, it's just, it, it really is a problem. Anyway, I went down. And so fishing for schools has got a huge role to play in mental health too. And we, we're jolly well going to do it this year. I'm going to be majoring on that because yeah. there is no better salve, no better healing um, ointment for what ails you and fishing. I mean, you ask any angler, committed angler, if you go out onto a river or a lake or a canal or the sea or wherever, you try and think about something else other than that bite, other than that fish rising, other than that float yeah. twitching. It's absolutely 100%. Kids can be horrible, right, in school, you know, and if you're being picked on. And to a certain extent, I can speak from experience because when I was, what would I have been, about 15, something like that, only for a, a year or so, just over a year, I got picked on and I just didn't want to go to school. And I was being picked on. Mm. I went to an English-speaking school, mm. and I was the only one uh, who spoke Welsh. Fifteen hundred pupils. So then, there was a, a group of people who didn't like that, and I got picked on, right? And then, you just don't want to go to school. No. I just don't. And the one thing which kept me going through that time, I couldn't wait to go fishing. Yeah. And you go fishing, you don't even—it's th out of your mind. Mm. But I think it's worse nowadays because I—I was able to escape. In as much as you know, I'd go fishing and whatever, but with social media now, there's so much oh, bullying and stuff. It's, you can't escape it for a child. It, it, it's like this avalanche. You're standing here as one single person. This avalanche of, of vitriol is coming straight towards you, and it's not. It's not clever. It's not good. And you know, it, people, you know, make slight light of this mental health thing. Um, but unless you've been privy to it, unless you've you know been right in the storm of it. You've got no idea that yeah. what it means to you uh, 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 and how it blights your entire life. Yeah. I mean, th th this is the crucial thing that, you know, we've got so much to do and so much to actually understand. We've got to listen more. What it taught me as well was because 
you know, it knocks you a bit when you get somebody doing picking on you or whatever, and you, you you just mind is totally on it. And then when you go and fishing, and then you start catching and you start catch more fish, and you become good, and it gives you confidence. When you got confidence, then it doesn't just stay with the fishing; it gives you confidence to do other things. Mm. And it was a massive thing for me fishing. But even in fishing with schools, we, we, we've noticed that you, you can take somebody who's not particularly good at learning or whatever it is, and, and, and they're you know, sort of in the pecking order of life, a little bit lower down than the others, yet sometimes they've got more aptitude to catching fish. Yeah. And um, yeah. all of a sudden, the respect that the others give them because they're doing stuff that the others can't do, and they start going to them, well, what do you think I should be doing here? Or what bait should I be using? Or what should I be... And so all of a sudden, from being down here, they're elevated to up there. So from, you know, the, their own social character perspective, it's been enhanced. Yeah. So no longer do they feel subjugated by the others. they now part of the others, if not above the others in some respect yeah so they're seen as you know it's an awful word seen as an equal yeah whereas be- before they weren't seen as an equal and it gives them a, a color a suntan because we know there's so many kids that were pale that's because they're in on the computer <laughs> there's two types of two types of children one which are pale and they're geeky looking because they're on the computer playing games and the other ones that look really healthy you can tell which one fishes. I don't think we ought to go here. <laughs> that's just, I think that's a difficult one to have, Curry Jones. Well, anyway, this weekend, I'm off to Elam Valley. And, oh, here? Uh, yeah, yeah, because I saw some pictures on social media. But they're not fishing, are they? No, 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 hmm. not fishing. But Elam Valley, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, everywhere was empty of water. But yeah. now they're overflowing and somebody put a picture up of Cabin Coch, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the water was gushing over the top, so I want to get some pictures well, there. Well, coming up to see you today, coming up the valleys, it was like some sort of um, fairy tale painting. The water was just gushing out of the side of the rocks in this sort of silver explosion of, you know, ribbons and, you know, yeah. light. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, well, you can see things, can't you, because you're an artist. Well, you, you're trying to... I think you're trained to observe, I think... No, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose I see life differently. But <laughs> I was trained to observe because last week I was coming back from Gam Fruit. Oh, yeah. And I was driving down the road and there was a petrol station on the side and diesel was 153. <laughs> <laughs> I slammed the brakes and came round and. 153? 153 for diesel. Oh, but then you were using Wales. that dirty, polluting substance, you see. Yeah. You don't need this electric. No. Uh, no, don't get me on that. I think no. I think we're being sold one. On but that. the reason I was getting on to Elam Valley and I was telling you because I remember one of the first times oh. we met. You lived in Clanotid, didn't you? Was yeah. It yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure if it was didn't that weekend. Stop raining there either. Yeah, no, I could imagine. But then I'm, I'm not sure if it was a. I came to your house once yeah. there. In fact, I come on to this other story. But I came to your house. And I was planned to go to Sweden, actually, the following week. And I had leaky waders. But as I went through the door, I noticed in your, your big, grand, lovely house, in the hallway, you must have had about 12 pairs of waders. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then I said, oh, I need a pair of waders. And you said, take your pick. 
Well, fair play. You could be a pair of waders well, to go to Sweden. Did they leak? No, they didn't. Oh, thank goodness for that. But they were, I think they were... Must have given the, you the good pair. The thickest <laughs> neoprene ones I've ever had. But, and I took them to Sweden. Did you know why? I must have lost a stone. Did you sweat a bit? Sweat. Oh, yeah. and carrying them, because yeah. you wouldn't take neoprenes abroad now, would you? In a plane. I tell you what, I still wear them occasionally, especially if I'm float tubing, especially, and that's the when we met, because yeah. we were float tubing. With Chris. Yeah. Do you remember going that, that little tiny precipitous little road up to yeah. nowhere? Chris was panicking. Yeah, well, he always did. I mean, have you ever, did you ever fly with him? Yes. Oh, no. It was, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I still got sort of finger marks. And, We're going to die. We're going to die. Said, and you hit a bump. You hit, a, you know, a slight bit of turning. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to, you know, no, Chris, it's, it's kind of all right. You know, they've done this before. Now, calm down. Yeah. Bless him. I do miss him. Yeah. Wonderful editor. Wonderful. Yeah, he was very good, isn't he? Yeah. I remember we were flying somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. And um, I was on the aisle seat, and he was on the opposite side aisle seat. And there was a guy next to him had a panic attack. When we were taken off, they calmed him down. And when they were landing... And Chris, you couldn't look at him. Chris was like turned as much as he could, facing towards me, and he looked terrified. Cause he, <laughs> and do you know what? And I couldn't help him because I was just weak. There's this guy physically pulling his hair out, screaming. What? Yeah, yeah. And Chris was looking at me. He goes, why are you right next to him? You know? <laughs> I can't think of two most inappropriate people to fly with. <laughs> uh. Who was with us on that trip as well? It was um, John Wilshaw. Oh, John was lovely. Oh, yeah. John. Another great, great editor. No, do you know what? It's as almost he's disappeared. And I think it he's gone. He's passed away? I think so. Never. Yeah, I think so. All right, because uh, I was talking to Peter Cockrell about him the other day. And I'm almost certain. He seems have. to think he's around, but he doesn't. I don't go, know. I hope love he to, is. Yeah, I'd love to meet up with him again. He's a great storyteller, isn't he? Yeah. Good angler, too. My goodness. Yeah. I travelled a lot with him over the years. And then he just disappeared. But he was Welsh. Oh, he'd he? like to tell people he was Welsh. Yeah. Oh. I think he moved there when he was a kid, I think. Oh, right. I know he, he, um, on your website you said you've got New Year's resolutions. But is there one thing, a goal, which you want to do this year? Um, is there a goal I want to do this year? Um, you know, I did say, oh, I, you know, I want to be better at everything I do. And I think, you know, I... At the age of, you know, coming up for 70, I mean, it's a seminal moment in anybody's life. I mean, you you do suddenly have that jolt of, crikey, I've been on this planet this long. Um, but, you know, I'm still that bright-eyed kid who just is excited about everything and all the possibilities in front of me. And that's never going to diminish. And I don't think it's an age thing. It's just a, it's an inner vibrancy. And that's that's it, really. I'm just excited by life. I, I really am. I've got grandchildren. I, you know, I I can look at the sport and say, my goodness me, thank you. It's given me everything I've ever needed, what and a, a bit more. What um, a sport it is, too. It really is. One thing I think I'm gonna say, that which I want to do this year, a goal of mine, is to go back to Colliford. Have you ever been to Colliford Lake? Go on, on, that's down in Cornwall, isn't it? Yeah, Bodmin Moor. Why? Do you know why? It opened my eyes. I fished it last year for the very first time. 
Okay. What a place. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll come with you. Yeah. We'll get Cockwell. That's right, yeah. He's he's a common guy. I mentioned yeah. it to him, yeah. yeah that would could. be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. The three of us would go down there. We'd do a podcast from Colourford. Yeah, you know? beside the shore. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. Because the, the, there's something that's totally different about it. It's full of brown trout. It's like, it's like Talibont, actually. Sort of the, I don't know. <laughs> Not uh, for me. <laughs> three quarters of a pound, something right. like that, to a, a pound. And there are, there's always bigger fish. But that's the main fish I, you catch. You know what? I think what I may have fished Colourford. I think I fished Colourford with lakes. Could it be then? You but just sort of walk down, you go to this little booth and you buy a ticket in the middle of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere. But um, it's it's a huge reservoir. It's a funny shape. And it's it's not far, short drive from... What's that pub now? A famous pub on the moor. Jeez, I can't remember what it's called now. Asking the wrong person about pubs. I, I, my father could not go past a pub. All right, he couldn't. I mean, it was like this sort of magnet. As soon as he saw a pub sign, straight nice. in. Jamaica in. Oh right. Jamaica in. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't like him. I do like a pub near a lake. Uh, That's where Lake Wimbleball. I do. Yeah, George Saint Saint George's. The King, okay. uh, I just go to the lake and fish, my yeah. friend. Yeah, the and it's open on the Fe- George. It's on open on February the first. Yeah, I went to book yesterday. I bet it's full, is it? Well, last night there's eight boats left, and I, I, I forgot to do it. Yeah, and stay at the George. It's, it's better off the bank early season. Yeah, most reservoirs are really. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, because if it's really hostile, you can get in your car and get out of the, you know, issues. Yeah, you know there are some wind tunnels on that reservoir. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a funny sort of shape, isn't it? You always get some shelter. I don't uh, think, up yeah. to a point. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so many bank spots you can fish from, isn't there? I think. Oh, you can fish all around it. Yeah, I noticed you just the last time I saw the last time I literally saw you was that day when you fished the boat and you went in. Next minute you appeared on the bank, didn't you? And yeah. then you disappeared again. I thought, I hope you didn't fall in because I just didn't see you. No, no, I was taking <laughs> photographs. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things I want to do. Is Not as good as colourful. yours, actually. Well, you're doing good thanks stuff. Thanks for seeing that. Uh, Got to have a sharp one now and again. Now here's a plug. He's the best portraitist I've seen with a camera. Well, talking of which, when we finish this, no, I've got to take this opportunity to photograph you now. Because I don't know if the people listening realise we're in my studio now at home and I've set this up. So that would be a nice thing to do. Some nice portrait. And you've got your best hat as well. I've got my best hat. I've got my best dog. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah, definitely shoot the dog as well, no? <laughs> Don't shoot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, many thanks for the chat. And uh, hopefully we'll see you a lot more now that you're only down the road. Just down the road. Indeed. Yeah. Many thanks, Charles. It's a pleasure, Kerry. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, Including my previous chat with Charles, episode 10, please consider becoming a Patreon. Well, you will get over 90 past episodes and weekly podcasts, plus photography and exclusive content. To join, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones or see the link on my website, castingwithkerryjones.com. Well, that's all for now. Tight lines and don't strike too soon. <laughs>